Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Amy Blackford. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Uh, I wanted to start off today with an email that I received from a listener named John. Okay. Uh, in, re- in regard to, I, I created a little poem that I read on the show on Friday. Beautiful. I, I called it Ode to Letting Go of a Rock. Okay. And it was sort of a tongue-in-cheek uh, prose poetry poem about all the different ways that people try to let go of things by little techniques and so forth, the different things that they do. And the right. whole point of, the, of the, uh, the poem was to say, all you do is let go. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't do all that other stuff. Right. <laughs> and so it was a bit of fun. And John wrote in to say he really liked the poem. He said it got him thinking and even solved something that had been plaguing him for some time. Isn't that the best? That is so cool. That you were inspired to do that and it affected John. Yeah, how about that? So that's pretty good. That's really good. So thank you, John. Appreciate you sending in that email to let me know. That was really, really good. Um, also, people may who are used to watching the show will notice I got a different background now. I, I've decided to go galactic. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this is, well, we talk about the universe, right? Well, I, I don't really have a photo of the universe, but a galaxy that's close. Well, I, I, mean, I love it. There are millions of galaxies. So maybe it's not all that close, but it's closer than just a shot of the earth. Let's put it that way. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, some changes happening around here. Um, Louis can't join us today. He, oh, he's really got a tough gig today. He's vacationing, vacationing in Wales. I mean, that's really difficult. You know? I mean, that is a real issue. I'm yeah. so sorry for him. <laughs> He sent us some pictures, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous Welsh countryside. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so he may not have internet, but boy, does, has he got fun, really. That's absolutely. what he's got. Absolutely, right and he's always here in spirit. Absolutely, he is. But that doesn't stop us from having a topic today. We have a pretty That's good right. one. You you came up with this topic, and yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you not only introduce it, but I'm also going to let you talk about where it came from, generically speaking, because, okay. th- I mean, it, it's something that, we all have thought about it one time or another. I think it's something that kind of comes toward the end of the list of things that we study when we're trying to figure out how to be a conscious creator. But it, right. it really needs to be higher on the list, doesn't it? it? It's actually one of the, to me, the foundational pieces until you can kind of build on it. Mm-hmm. So the topic of today is forgiveness. And I think it's a greatly misunderstood word. And um, over the course of, I want to say, like the last three years of my life especially, there has been a reoccurring theme, and it's been around the topic of forgiveness and relationships and um, family dynamics and uh, forgiving myself, uh, all these different varying degrees of forgiveness. And I think this is such an important topic because it is so misunderstood that people resist it and therefore they limit their ability to kind of lay the groundwork for the other layers of manifestation and and this kind of clearing of these blockages. Mm -hmm. So I I recently wrote a a blog on my Word Warrior Press about forgiveness, um, and it was instigated by this kind of overarching theme that I have going on over this extended period of time. So whenever I see a repeating theme, it really, some something will happen in my present moment that will all of a sudden make me realize, hey, this is 
the situations and the people are changing, mm -hmm. but this is a reoccurring topic and I need to take a closer look at it and come to terms with that. Well, that's paying attention, isn't it? Yes. It, it, it's easy to not pay attention to what, what feedback we get from our environment, yes. from our internals, from our other people that we deal with. Cause the feedback is always coming, but do we always pay attention? You paid attention. That's good. Right. And uh, many times, and one thing uh, why I wanted to address this is it takes repeating the same theme, the same situation, but the components keep changing. That is yes. what I always <laughs> know. There is something that there's some inner work that I need to do on the topic so that mm. I can resolve this and come to terms with it. And so hopefully it won't have to keep repeating itself. So uh, forgiveness, the, to begin, I think it's greatly misunderstood because many people think forgiveness means condoning the actions of others that have hurt us, mm -hmm. meaning by saying I forgive you, it is saying that uh, a boundary was crossed and that's okay. And therefore, it we will resist that, especially if we've been uh, particularly hurt. We will resist forgiveness because we think that means we're surrendering and now just saying, it's okay, do that again. Yeah, right. Yeah, which okay. it doesn't mean at all. No. And and so there's that. So the, the key here, and key number one is learning to forgive ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because until we can learn how to forgive ourselves, we cannot, there's three keys and they, they kind of, they all interlink. But until you can learn to forgive yourself for any perceived mistakes, things that you did that you feel sorry for, we cannot change the past unless you've got a time machine. <laughs> well, as I know, you know, that isn't created yet. You well, H.G. Wells may be tuning in. I can't say for sure you know, that he's not, you know. <laughs> as far as I know, the only time machine we have is in our mind. Mm. And so going over a, a past circumstance that we feel guilty for, that we feel um, any sort of negative emotion around, there's a sense of hopelessness because we cannot change it. And so then we create what I call suffering because we are continuously reliving and activating the emotions as if, as if it's happening in the present moment around this topic that we cannot change. And we keep ourselves locked in almost this like time loop of reliving it, having to go through the emotional reaction to it. And there's really no hope of breaking free of it because I, I, I think it's safe to say you're not the only one who calls it suffering. I think a lot of people call that suffering. That is what suffering is. We yeah. can, we can do things that we regret, but as long as we don't continuously uh, bring it back up and, and recall it, that's what suffering is because there is no forward motion from that. We can only learn from it and say, I did this thing. I forgive myself. So I would encourage everyone to make a list of things that you feel that you did wrong, that you wish you could change and go over each one of those things and say, I forgive myself. And you'll know when you have, actually forgiving yourself, you'll feel the release. 
And I don't, I don't uh, encourage you to try to move on to that next thing until you feel it with that first thing. Also start with the easiest thing to forgive yourself for. <laughs> it's like with manifestation. Don't try forgiving yourself for something that is a, really caused you a lot of suffering. And, and so you can kind of build up this, uh, this practice. Yeah, you're building a momentum, right? You Absolutely. don't want to start, start by trying to push the biggest boulder and right. get frustrated because it's not moving, right? Right. Start yeah. with, and then you'll also learn what it feels like when you actually feel yourself getting into that space. Um, this is a good but, idea too, to, to do this, uh, for a number of reasons. The foremost reason that comes to my mind is that of all the people in our lives that we can be hard on, there's no one beside ourselves that we're hardest on. We are harder on ourselves than anyone else. The only reason we judge others is because we are so harshly judging ourselves. Oh, yeah. And, and we're good at it, by the way. It's nice to have a skill, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just so, not necessarily the right application of a skill, but still, you know, it's a skill. Right. I call it the, we have the bully and the victim. Mm. And... The bully is literally every um, teacher, uh, parental, and this, these things are not done on purpose, but we take on from childhood certain perceptions of you get, you get a reward if you behave a certain way, mm -hmm. and if you act a certain way, you get punished. And so we are kind of going through our lives learning to people please, and basically our actions are being judged. And so we will start changing our behavior. Mm -hmm. So even when those people are no longer even present, we take on those internal voices mm -hmm. and that's the bully. And I can, when you become conscious of your thoughts, you will be almost horrified that you are literally your biggest bully. Take out the word almost and you've got it. That was and me. Absolutely. <laughs> And it's terrifying. It's scary because you realize is. just how many thoughts are going on. And like, how on earth am I going to marshal and corral all those thoughts? That's, that's yes. the first fear, right? The way that I've learned to subdue the bully is to always say to myself when I start having a really self-deprecating thought is, is this how I would speak to my child, my husband, my best friend, people that I love? And 100% of the time, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. And so why am I speaking to myself this way? Mm -hmm. I want to be my own best champion. Yes. So this also helps because the bully activates the victim, mm -hmm. the, the inner child, the one that is going to now agree with what the bully is saying and mm -hmm. feel very bad about it. And it's this, it, it's a vicious cycle. And so until you learn to forgive yourself, this is a cycle that will kind of keep you locked in this never-ending loop of mm. beating up on yourself, feeling really sorry for yourself about it, and, and there's really no hope of, of freeing yourself from it. That's definitely a loop to get out of. There's no doubt right. about that. That's one that is the, the, the first key. The second key, from my perspective, is forgiving life forgiving life circumstances mm -hmm. because we are born in a certain set of circumstances that we have no control over. And when we accept that, it becomes a lot easier to forgive ourselves and it becomes a lot easier 
to, instead of looking at life as a punisher, as it is out against us, as it is a malevolent force, I have no control over these external circumstances, everything is random, we can start looking at life as a teacher and as a, uh, as a best friend. And so even when things are happening to us that are painful, hurtful, traumatizing, if we can understand that we live in a benevolent system that is, there's always at the end of whatever, whatever traumatizing experience, whatever hardship we're going through, there is a lesson in it that if we can see it and glean the, the nuggets that we're, we're being given always are for our benefit. This is a really hard one for people to comprehend because there seems to be so much injustice and I'm not saying you're not going to be dealt injustice and hardship and all of ours vary. The fact is, is if you can have this perspective that life is literally your teacher, it is, and it is doing it to get you to all of the dreams and desires that you wish. This allows us to release this feeling of we're being, we're being punished. We're being punished because of wrongdoings in the past that we cannot change. So it all links together. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Uh, you've, you've gotten uh, my thought process going by this up close examination of the nature of how hard we are on ourselves that yes. we are really just amazingly hard on ourselves. And you, you were tying it in very effectively to past experiences, uh, you know, influences from the past, the, the earlier parts of our lives and so forth. Um, one of the interesting ideas, and it's more than an idea, it's actually a practice that I've heard taught by a number of teachers. The first one that comes to my mind is Neville Goddard, but he's not the only one who ever taught this. Um, he called it the pruning shears of revision, basically taking an old history particularly something that you tend to play over and over in your mind and then changing the storyline. Yes. Yes. Turning it into some other storyline so that it doesn't have the same kind of sting and actually can it, it could actually feel good if you, if you're successful at really 100%. turning around how you feel about it. Yes. Absolutely. So how, so how does that tie into what you're talking about in terms of the forgiveness model? Okay. So in terms of the forgiveness model, it ties into forgiving life. So uh, in my circumstance, I came from uh, many, I mean, this is a shared common experience. I had a life hardships and family challenges that in my teen years, I got into that anger place with it where I felt victimized. I felt I had been dealt an unfair um, deal mm -hmm. when I was comparing my life to the life of, of a lot of my other friends and it increased that anger. Um, as I started to, uh, to spiritually develop, I realized I needed to start looking at, um, not even fault creating a false narrative, but starting to reframe the, the perspectives that were making me bitter. Okay, and so that started the process. Then as I started to even progress further, 
I did start visualizing and having these experiences of in lucid dream experiences where I was experiencing alternate realities of these versions mm-hmm. of uh, if if different choices had been made that I really actually had no control over. And that allowed me to really start um, having a different narrative. Now, this one is a struggle. I still struggle with it. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's a back and forth. But I can mm-hmm. say that in the model of forgiveness, it definitely allows um, you to understand that, to me, time is not linear. And so in the present moment, if you make the choice to create a new narrative, you actually connect to a past parallel version that the narrative was different. And it it becomes easier to assimilate that. So you will start having thoughts that align with it. You'll start having dreams that align with it. Um, and I've, I've had this experience, so it makes changing the narrative a bit easier. Speaking from my own experience about what I've been able to, to, uh, prune and revise in the past, <laughs> um, I find that the, the forgiveness, uh, step, if I use that as the first step, makes it easier to do the rest of the revision. Right. I mean, li- literally I use the forg- forgiveness as a way of kind of, it's kind of like if you have a jar that's too hard to open, right? And so you, you whack the jar on the on the side of the table to break the seal, to break the vacuum seal, so right. it makes it easier to open. Forgiveness does the same kind of thing. If exactly. I forgive myself, it's like I just broke that seal, so now yeah. I'm not not dealing with this huge resistance factor, and now I can start thinking about and and feeling about that new revised story that I'm going to start telling myself and training myself to believe. Yes. But until I do the forgiving, it that that first step of forgiveness makes it possible without that i'm just trying to open a jar that's got a vacuum seal on it i mean it's just I mean, it, it, really it can be really tough against yourself uh, mm-hmm. i mean going back to our reality everything externally is literally a mirror mm-hmm. to what is going on internally mm-hmm. and so it would be like standing in front of a mirror and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're trying to fix your hair or whatever but you're trying to well, fix I don't have that much hair to fix, but I'll take your point. <laughs> but you're trying to fix the mirror image, not the actual image. Mm-hmm. Reality is exactly designed the same way. So you cannot change anything externally until you change the perspective internally. It's impossible. Right. And, and it can become very frustrating. So always the first step in changing anything in your external reality you have to change the internal perspective and belief that you have. So this comes down to, you know, I'm broke. I have a belief that I'm not going to be able to generate enough money until you change your feelings around prosperity. You will never see prosperity. And isn't it an odd thing too, that uh, yeah. not only, not only does the internal come first, but there's also a little piece of our brains that say, well, changing my mind internally isn't going to make any difference. It's, right. it's like we've got this programming that says Absolutely. not only do you, is it, is it uh, not effective to go inside? It's a waste of time to go inside, right. you know, which is not true, but nevertheless, that's what the old programming has taught us. Absolutely. The program, you know? I mean, we are from babies 
programmed mm-hmm. to actually operate in the exact opposite way of what we're talking about. We Go are figure. basically born into an, an external environment and life is just happening to us. Mm-hmm. We have absolutely no control over it. So you'll even hear people say, well, that person got lucky or whatever, but it, it's never that that person actually uh, created it through believing it, applying the, these things that we're speaking about. You very and nicely so, summarized the first 50 years of my life. I just want to say thank you very much for that. <laughs> yeah, right. right. And actually, the older that you are, when you first start learning this, it is, it takes longer mm. and it's harder to unprogram. Yeah. So, you know, well, there's, there's a lot of tapes built up. I mean, it's not, it's right. not like in that 50 years, the mind was blank. You gotta peel away a lot of layers. You have to <laughs> there are a lot of layers. Yeah. And, and I always encourage, uh, you know, people that are trying to learn this. This is, it's not like you, uh, become a, an incredible artist overnight or mm. any craft or skill. You've got to hone it and you've got to practice it. That's right. And you have to be willing to, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to work every time. But instead of saying this doesn't work, it's that you are learning to master it. No, At a certain point, you're going to break on through to the other side. You do. You break through. It, 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 the thing I found is you don't really break through in one great big, you know, no. smash to the wall. No. It's, it's like stages. It's like little holes in the dike open up, right? Right. It, this hole gets a little bit bigger, and that hole gets a little bit bigger, and then over time, you notice, oh, the water's flowing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen? Who turned right. the water on? <laughs> right. Okay, so that leads us into key number three, which is okay. being able to forgive others. Oh, yeah. This is one of the hardest, and I still struggle with it, uh, total transparency. I will get triggered uh, immediately when I feel that someone has uh, um, done something wrong to me, I feel betrayed. I feel whatever, you know, emotion that would make me feel that I needed to forgive someone. I will immediately go into defense mode. All of that stuff comes up. That is being human. And uh, basically what I've learned and where people misunderstand forgiveness is in order to come to forgiveness for others does not mean I am condoning what they've done. I'm not saying that we will even have the same type of a relationship based on what's happened that normally will uh, be directly tied to how they handle the communication from them. Mm-hmm. It, uh, true forgiveness is a, an act of self-love. It means it you are not going to carry the burden right. of what has transpired between you and another. Number one, it happened to teach you something. Mm-hmm. So that's already, it's a gift. So you can choose to look at it that way. And that will allow you to also have compassion for the person that you feel has wronged you or the life circumstance that has wronged you or whatever has happened. In order to achieve forgiveness, you first have to understand that person is dealing with their own level of challenges and life experiences. Mm-hmm. And so don't take it personal. That's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. It is very hard to do, no matter mm-hmm. how personal it feels. At the end of the day, that's your choice. You can agree 
they did this against me and it's all about me. But if Mm -hmm. you go back to everything is coming from an an internal place, you have to give other people that credit as well. And so forgiveness can, you can forgive and you can forgive and also mend. That is 100% dependent on the other person's willingness and you seeing that they get that they have their own work to do. And if the relationship is worth mending, you work together as a team and come to that understanding. That's true. However, there are people that are unwilling to face their own lack of forgiving themselves, like circumstances, and they they aren't capable of meeting you in a space where you're going to be able to sync up, then that becomes very toxic. And those are the relationships that I will forgive, but I also will not expose myself to someone who is going to repeat that pattern over and over and over again. We're just not in sync. And I am not so attached to relationships that I'm willing to um, basically put myself through that. I think the the way I would express what you're describing is when we forgive somebody else, when we put ourselves through the space or into the space of forgiving somebody else, what we're really doing is letting ourselves off the hook. Right. Because, and, and, and that's really what forgiveness is, is for. It isn't so much for the benefit of the person that you're forgiving. No. It's for your own benefit so that you right. can be nicer to it, to yourself and, and, you know, give yourself a little and more benefit of the doubt. And you're not that rock, that yeah. baggage of what happened that you had no control over. Mm-hmm. You can only learn what lesson was meant to come out of this for me because I'm not a victim. I understand life is my friend and everything that's happening to me is showing me it's a, an inner reflection of a, another refinement that I can make. Well, it can be a lesson. It can also be just a recognition that life is actually pretty good. Yeah, exactly. You know, it doesn't necessarily, I mean, there's often is a lesson attached. Don't get me yes. wrong, but, but it, it doesn't have to be that there's a lesson. It can simply be the lesson is I'm okay. That's the whole right. lesson. You know, there's nothing else to learn there. It's just, Oh yeah, I can relax. I can relax. I don't have to get all upset about this. Right. It's all a choice. I, I make the choice at any given instant in time of what it is I'm going to respond to something. So running out of control of emotional reaction around yeah. Yeah. Let myself off the hook. Give myself a little, cut myself some slack. You know, they, they say, cut me some slack, cut myself some slack. Always, yeah. always. And that doesn't mean that we, we should, there's such a beautiful balance between being very conscious and aware. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very aware of my weaknesses and my strengths. I, the difference is, is I no longer beat up on myself over my weaknesses. Yeah. I embrace them as part of who I am. And I actively work on boosting them and, and trying to resolve them. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't, um, I don't create this sense of I'm not good enough or, you know, there's something wrong with me. And, and, and it's a, it's a great balance because it keeps me aware of the things that I think and do that still create, um, experiences that I, I'm not enjoying. Mm-hmm. So it gives me more control over my external reality and what I'm manifesting. And then my strengths, I, I, I amplify those. 
And so I'm finding as I'm going along this path, it, the balance is becoming greater and greater. It's much easier for me now when something happens and I feel bad about it. It's easy for me to shift because I'm like, well, I forgive myself. It's okay. Yeah. And, okay. and when, you, when you're willing to forgive yourself that way, I think what, I mean, you mentioned how you are very aware of, of your strengths and your weaknesses. And I think that ultimately anybody who's going along this conscious creator path is learning that particularly yes. when they're trying to learn how to apply forgiveness and when to apply it. Uh, I think the other thing that happens though is the longer that you stay on the path, the longer you're continuing to, you know, do the self-development and do the self-forgiving and all that. Yes. I think you get to the point where, yeah, you're aware that the weaknesses are there. You just don't really give them a whole lot of attention. No. It it's starts just, to, that inner voice yeah. might flare up for like 30 seconds and then it's gone. Yeah, I may go to the, go into the shower and fire for 10 seconds and then I clean right. up. You know? It's like, it's done, right? <laughs> it's when, you know, I first started learning um, the law of attraction into monitoring my, my thoughts based on my emotions. At first it was like, oh my goodness, this is so, it's like a runaway train. I couldn't even believe the amount of negative thoughts I was having in a day. And over the years, without, and it hasn't been a struggle, I don't have to deal with that level. It just keeps it, it keeps uh, lessening as I'm, mm. I'm going. An interesting thing that I've discovered over time, that I've kind of experienced over time, is that the more that I give my attention to the stuff that feels good, and the more that I take my attention away from the stuff that doesn't feel good, and the more that I do like meditative like, type yes. stuff. I mean, for me, it's mirror exercises, but it could be just straight meditation or you know, whatever it is that you do that uh, that helps clear the mind of all that uh, that stuff that you don't want. Um, I find that even when I've gotten to the point, and I am pretty much at this point most of the time, even when I've gotten to the point where my mind is clear most of the day, I mean, it's blissfully silent most of the day, and I really, really like that. Oh, but wow, even, that's amazing. Oh, it, it is a great place to be, let me tell you. And you can get there. It, it takes some doing, but you can get there. Um, I thought for sure I wouldn't, and I got here. So even though I thought so, I still got here. But my point is, even when you're in that space, you still can find yourself having a tendency to deliberately go after a thought that you realize afterward was not what you really like. I know. In other words, just eliminating that, that those tapes playing in the background right. doesn't, doesn't stop you from making those choices. Right. It makes it easier. Don't get me wrong. It makes it a whole lot easier to be selective about what it is you're going to focus well, your you attention on. Well, you notice it more. You notice it. You do. Immediately, yeah. When you're in tune with your emotion, when you go from feeling just, you know, calm, everything's great, mm -hmm. to suddenly and uh, what we would call a lower vibration emotion, mm -hmm. it triggers like, what was I just thinking about? Why was I? Because they're sneaky. I mean, they are. <laughs> some of them you would literally are not even aware of until the emotion is letting you know something you're thinking about something that is not in your benefit. Mm -hmm. So that's where I, I take it to the point of asking myself, not only did I go in a direction that I didn't really feel good about, but do I forgive myself for going in the direction that I didn't feel good about? And then what, what thought process or what path or, or what topic do I deliberately choose to go to next instead? Right. In other words, instead of turning it into another opportunity to beat myself up, I say, okay, I know where that one goes. I, my mind has been really quiet all this time. I just chose a thought that doesn't really suit me. Am I going to beat myself up? No, I don't have time for that. 
I forget right. myself. And Move on. Let's go for the nice thought. Yeah. yeah. Let's go for the one that actually feels good. And and there are times, quite honestly, where I can't remember what the good ones are. Yeah. I just can't. I mean, they just don't come to my mind. And that's why I keep a list on my wall. You know, if if I if I'm having trouble getting, I, I, I've done the forgiveness piece, I've done the quieting the mind piece, but I still have that tendency to go find another thought that I don't really like so much. That's where I use the list. The list helps me reorient my attention so that, right. for one thing, I'm not having to forgive myself as often, which is a nice thing. You know, it is. it's yeah. a, it's it's a way of saying, okay, I've actually given myself, right. I've cut myself some of that slack I was talking about. But even more that, more than that, when I am shifting my attention deliberately through my list to stuff that feels good, I find that, well, first of all, it's a vibrator. No, that's, yes. that, that's kind of like a given, right? But the, but the other piece is that it's, it's also a way of, it's forgiving without having to forgive. I guess it's the best way I can say it. Yeah. You know, because right. I, now, now I'm just, I'm right. in a better feeling place, that. you know, so there's nothing, to forgive. there's nothing left to forgive. Exactly. Right. It's it's like, it, it, that was at a time, something that needed forgiving. It doesn't need it anymore. Yes. It's gone, you know, it's and now I can, happens. I can celebrate. Hey, I'm feeling good now. <laughs> I want to also add to that, um, to expect, so there, there is a topic called spiritual bypassing and it's a big one. Mm-hmm. where I, I believe this really kind of keeps a lot of people that would, would like to learn more about this at bay because there is a misconception around the law of attraction and what people, you know, ter- coin the new age terminology where basically this idea of being a manifester of your reality and and owning your own thoughts and all of this is some form of escapism that you're, you're just not tapped into reality and you don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I really want to address this here because there is some material out there and I've seen lots of it and I understand why some people perceive it that way. So there is grounded in reality, which is experiencing all of the spectrum of human emotion to ever expect that you are only going to feel positive and happy all the time is um, to me, it's a misconception and it is not something to strive for because we need contrast in order to continue to expand. It's just part of how this works and it's part of the reality here. And so we can learn to shift quicker, like have the contrast, and then very quickly shift so that we get the benefit of both. You use the term spiritual bypassing. Let's yes. define that term more specifically. What do you mean? Spiritual when you use bypassing that is an, uh, it is basically a, an ostrich with its head in the sand. It's all <laughs> good. We're all going to, um, we're going to ascend to a different dimension and anybody who is suffering just doesn't belong there. And it's a very, it's actually quite a cold, uncompassionate view of life. And I've seen it a lot and it is, so I want to be very clear that there, that does exist. And so it can, in my mind, and I've seen it a lot where people can misunderstand. I feel like what we're talking about here is very grounded in reality. It's about being present 
here in the reality that we're in. It's not a form of escapism. It's about mastering the reality that we're in and being able to communicate better with ourselves, other humans, and having that, that compassion first and foremost for ourselves and each other. So there's a difference between that and this kind of, it's almost like a fantasy world. It's a, it, it is a, it's a construct that leads to, it, it isn't relatable. It isn't, it isn't something that people can apply here. And so I, I feel like it can actually be quite damaging to people that are trying to open up to these new ideas and then they come across material like this. And that let's, is see, let's, let's see if we can define it a little bit more clearly than that. Because okay. to be honest, right now, it seems a little bit vague to me. Okay. Because, um, I mean, if I were to take what you just, just defined it as, I would say, well, in many ways, what you're describing is conscious creation. Conscious creation is inventing an, a reality and making that your reality. And that's, in a sense, what you're complaining about. So... I have to go back and ask again, what exactly is the spiritual bypass business? To me, it's, it's basically giving information to others that is not helping them in this grounded reality that we have here in this dimension. It's, it's basically a, a lack of compassion. It's a lack of a, a genuine connection. Like what we're doing here on the show is trying to take these concepts and apply them in real time to use as tools. Where for me, spiritual bypassing is using theoretical concepts that are not helpful in doing that. That's the so, best way I can describe it. Because I, 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 I'll tell you honestly, I've, I've never really been for or against or even interested in the whole concept of spiritual bypassing uh, and partly that's because anytime I've ever seen it used as a term, um, it always seems to be used by somebody who is basically trying to blame somebody else for something. And so I lose interest in it really, really quickly because of no, that. No, no, and I, and I get what you're saying, but I, I myself have seen it and experienced it. So I'm, I'm coming from a perspective of there is a difference between learning how to master this reality from a spiritual perspective mm -hmm. and this form of storytelling and fantasy that can actually be to me very misleading and it doesn't provide um, information that is helpful to the human experience here in mastering these spiritual um, components that we possess. So that's I what I mean when I use that term. I think for myself, I, I don't think about it one way or the other. I don't think about the term at all. But when I'm thinking about other people right. and thinking about people who uh, are looking for help, and to me that's, that is a key component that they're asking for. It. Right. Um, I, 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 always, I, I don't interfere whenever I see somebody helping somebody else who hasn't actually asked for help. Right. But I kind of step back and say, well, you know, best of luck to you on that one. <laughs> and the reason I say that is there, there are a lot of people – who will, if, if they're experiencing some form of polarity, some sort of negative contrast right. that they don't like, they'll just vent it. They aren't yes. necessarily interested in changing anything about it. They aren't really asking Absolutely. for help about it. They, they just want to vent it out there. And then somebody else comes along and says, well, all you have to do is this, this, and this. And they didn't really listen to the fact that they were right. looking for and help. 
you're right. They you know? will use that term. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So that, that term, that is not what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, so to me, it, it, I don't even worry about a term. I just ask myself, right. did the person ask me for help? And if the person did ask me for help, then the second question becomes, what's actually going to help that person? Right. Am I going to just pull an answer off of the, the spiritualist shelf? Or am I going to find out what that person actually needs and then give them the information the way that they need to know it? Right. That, that to me, is, is is the much more productive way of doing something when it comes to helping somebody else. So, I mean, we're, we're dealing with a whole range of individuals trying yeah. in all their various ways to be helpful to others or to be helpful to themselves. In some cases, it's just, you know, it's going to be self-serving, which I kind of gather is where the spiritual bypass concept comes in, like yes. self-serving rather than serving somebody else. And you know what? That That's going to happen. It's going to be Absolutely. part of the human experience. Absolutely. I, I just I, I just don't give it a lot of attention, to be honest. I'm <laughs> like, okay, well, have fun, you know. <laughs> Not really my my cup of soup, but, you know, if you want to drink that, fine. Just watch out for the hemlock, that's all. <laughs> I just wouldn't pick that particular flavor. It's just not my flavor. <laughs> no. And there is also, um, as part of that, a, a, I would call it a spiritual elitist where, and I see this a lot as well, where um, people that feel more highly evolved uh, call others sheeple and... Oh, know, yeah. Well, that's been going on for a long time. Right. And so this is kind of uh, in the same category mm. where it, it's there's a lack of uh, a compassion and it's almost like, okay, for me, spirituality means wanting to connect and work mm -hmm. together, you know, as humans to help raise our consciousness. I just and think of somebody like that as somebody who is just, they, they themselves are hurting. And so right. they're trying to, they're, they're basically projecting is what they're yes. doing. They're projecting right. their hurt on somebody else and saying, well, you're the one with the problem and I've got the solution for you, even though I'm yes. the one who's actually doing the hurting here. But yes. we're not going to talk about the fact that I'm hurting. We're going to talk about the fact that you're hurting and I'm going to fix that. Form of it's another huge form of polarity. It really, and projecting, projecting is really the big part about it. It's really my greatest hope, you know, uh, and especially in the times that we're in right now, that there's so many people that are really engaged with this material. I mm. mean, every day in every way. And uh, it, it really gives me a lot of hope that we are headed towards a time where more and more humans want to work together. Um, and there's not all this labeling and separation and uh, discord with each other. I think we're already there. I think it's happening. I mean, uh, yes. we, you know, the, the result may, we not, may not be at the end of that journey yet, right. but the well, point is to be at the end of it. The point yes. is to be in the journey. The point is to be part of it. And it's yes. exciting. It, it's I, kind of fun to watch. Are. I mean, it's evidence of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you, honestly, the, the part that excites me the most is when I see it in myself. Yes. When I, when I feel my own and when I see my own progress, like if I compare myself to where I was even 10 years ago, let alone 20 years ago, oh. and just, you know, compare what I've learned in that time period and how I've evolved and and how I've basically learned to forgive myself, to follow yeah. your theme and, and to let go of things and to, uh, you know, let go of that rock that I made a note to on Friday, <laughs> you know, let, <laughs> let, 
I mean, it makes it, it is an amazing transition to have gone through. It, it's subtle. I mean, somebody who looks at me from the outside who has not been following what I've been doing for the last 10 years, saw me 10 years ago, sees me now, they'll see a difference. Yes. They won't necessarily appreciate all the aspects of that difference, but they'll see a difference. Yes. Uh, but they won't they won't t- totally grasp how big of a difference it is to me. Right. That's the big, that, that's the differentiator as far as I'm concerned. The well, fact no, is yeah. that, that I experience it in a way they it. don't. You live it every I day. I lived it. Yeah. yeah. And I continue to live it. Right. So, so that's where the biggest change happens. And that's the change I get most excited about. And then when I see, you know, like here on the show, we get all these listeners who are listening in. We get hundreds of people listening in uh, to the podcast. And, and then we get these emails, you know, from people saying, well, you, you made this huge, change in my life and the you know, best feeling. it's a great feeling i mean first of all i tell them i, I didn't make the change you did congratulations but, but i'm glad that was a part of it that was yeah. fun <laughs> that's where it was us. exciting yeah but they did the work and oh, made that connection and that's what yeah. it's all about yeah i'm not gonna take credit for their their stuff but i'm gonna take credit for being along for the ride yeah that was good I mean, that's why you are so jazzed and putting your heart and soul into this podcast oh, it's so much fun it's yeah so much it is fun. so much fun i yeah. love it <laughs> the other thing that i never really thought about it this way well i can't say that i did a little bit think about it this way Early on, when I was, first of all, making the decision to do a podcast, and then later on, you know, as I was doing it over the years, I was hoping along the way that I would end up with a, a lot more like-minded things. That's one of the not, not like-minded things, like-minded people in my life. Right. I think it's one of the things many of us ask for. We want to have more like-minded people. What came along surpassed my expectations. Yeah. Isn't I mean, that I'm still, oh, it's fabulous. I mean, I'm here on the show. I, well, first of all, look at all the co-hosts I have, including yourself, who are just, you know, very like-minded and, and, and very positive and happy people, but also the listeners and then hearing the stories of how the ripple effects from the listeners went to their family members or their friends. I mean, yes. it's like this, this ever growing rippling pond is what it, what it feels like, 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 like this infinite pond. I guess that's the best way to describe yeah. it. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I didn't really expect that part. That, that's been a, a joy, an un, unexpected, surprising joy to come along the way. So those are the best because you didn't have expectations. You came from a place of joy. Yeah. And following that intuitive pull and out of it, you're continuing to watch it expand. And the more joy you're getting out of it, the more it's going to expand. So there's always something to look forward to because it's, it's just going to keep growing. But I, but I keep seeing it in the people. Joy. The people is what I'm saying. I, I'm seeing yeah. the people that are, are coming around me, so to speak. Yes. That, I'm that, that's exciting. That, that's how I know to refer to what you were talking about earlier about the change that's happening globally. Oh, yeah. That's how I see the change happening because I just see all these people coming into my life yeah. in a big way who are into their change mode. They're into their, their high vibe, and it just keeps getting a bigger and bigger and bigger circle. That's exciting. It is. I mean, again, that is the entire reason I, I even, uh, you know, contacted you to co-host. Mm-hmm. Is I had just that day had a conversation with someone about the current state of our world and how things were going. And I just really felt, I know that externally this is looking quite scary, but (laughs) it's looking a certain way Mm. I'm seeing and experiencing that this is part of actually a positive sign 
that we are headed into this new and expansive time. It's already happening. Do, do you find like I do? I turned the podcast on and you said it. And I was like, <laughs> I, it. I got you, it. I really need to meet Walt and get on. Get do, on do, you, do you find like I do though, that, that what you just described, that, that, how, how did you say it? You had a particular phrase that you used. Um, I'm tr- trying to think how you, 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 you just, you just very nicely summarized in one sentence that transitional thinking that goes on. How did you say that? I can't remember what you said. Transitional thinking. Just, uh, the, the shift in perspective. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Uh, well, I, I was trying to latch into it because the way you said it, I had something that came with it that I thought would be perfect and I can't, I can't draw it up. So I'll have to just do it inversely and, and away from the main point because I can't remember how I was going to say it. Um, put it this way. The, the fact that you came into the picture. Yes. And that you shared your story and you, you, you told your story and you continue to tell your story and you, you shared your insights and you shared your, your feelings and you shared your, your, learnings, I guess, perhaps is yes. the way to say it, is, to me, that's what life really is. It is. To me, that's where the the, the living happens. Maybe that's where I was trying to get to. It, it's Beautiful. where the living happens. Yes. Living happens in this stuff that yes. we're dealing with right now. Yes. And, and the joy that's in there is just remarkable. It's certainly not something I expected. It's certainly right. not something that I thought was going to come along. I, I thought this was going to be something where I'd be, you know, clawing my way tooth and nail every step of the way. But to find that, well, if it's the Abraham message, to find that when you when you start reversing the momentum and you keep the, the new momentum going, that it gets easier and easier until all of a sudden all this these different experiences that are very much in alignment with what you're talking about come to you. That's what happens. That's what has been happening. It's fun. Yeah. It's exciting. It's so much fun. It is. And it, it just continues to delight me, such as the new car that I just got. Yeah, you shared that on, on social media. That was beautiful. It, it, it is, yeah. You know, I just gotten a car three years ago hmm. and um, through uh, it had it had some body damage to it done living in that apartment complex, the apartment hmm. complex that my apartment I told you caught on fire and I knew to move out mm-hmm. 30 days before. But basically, I started a, a week ago, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I thought, I need to trade this car in. And I had not had any thought of doing this. <laughs> where did that come from? Where did that come from? And I mentioned it to my husband, and he was like, yes, I've been thinking the same thing. Wow. And I thought, okay, after what happened with the apartment, and I could feel this feeling mm-hmm. that something was mechanically going to go wrong. I, I just, I can't put a finger on it. Yeah. I just, I, the thought came out of nowhere, which I always trust, because that is definitely my higher self talking to me, my intuitive guidance. And over time, we kind of, we, we kind of notice it well enough that, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I recognize the pull of that. There's, there's a the pull there that's very strong. I got that I needed yeah. to leave that apartment. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I. The next day, went on CarMax. I found the car in five minutes. I reserved it. We went. It was the exact car that I wanted. Nice. Perfect price. And uh, we went in uh, to the dealership. While we were in the dealership, the the salesman, we ended up connecting with him on these topics that we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. Our life experiences. It was, we were there for like six hours. 
And it was the most delightful experience, not just because I was getting the car, but it was the person that was facilitating it. Yeah, sure. And the perfect thing is, is that they gave me such a, a wonderful trade-in value. My car payment didn't change by a penny. It's Nice. So, yeah, it feels really good because I feel comfortable and, like, I made a really good decision. And so it's one of those things, the more in tuned I'm becoming with, trust. When you get that thought, trust it. Don't question it. And when you do, it things just really fall into place very quickly. It takes a while, too, to get used to that trust. It does. I mean, I've always questioned my thoughts before. Well, I still do. Yeah, I do too. I mean, perfectly honest, I still do. But but what I have learned over time is that there are certain impulses that come along that just feel different. Yes, it's hard to describe what's different about it them. Is. But but there is a difference. There, there's a there, there's like this little tug that says, no no no, this is one you pay attention to. Yeah, it's right? so strong and it felt so clear. Mm-hmm. And. It came out of nowhere, meaning this was not something yeah, they I was always worrying do. about, thinking about, and yeah. it was just a download that I got, and I listened to that. Which was very confusing to me early on because, yeah. like you say, you know, it, it, it's very clear. But then again, there was all the stuff early on that I would be misleading myself on that also seemed very clear. How could right. that be? It took a while. You have to kind of become attuned to yeah. your own thing, your own your own connection internally, and yeah, recognize which is. Which is the real stuff and which stuff, which is the stuff you just made up? Yes. It's what <laughs> intuitive thought is coming from what I call the higher self, the, the, the true mind, the, mm-hmm. the cosmic intelligence that all of us are tapped into or the physical mind, which has paranoid, uh, the virus and that, that it's differentiating. There's a very different, distinct feeling. And it's confusing because they, because they both seem, they both seem to be in the same place, right? They, yeah. It's like, here, here's the, the misleading thought. Here's the higher self thought. They seem like they're in the same place. They, they appear the same way. They look the same. They smell the same. They taste the same. Everything's the same. So how do you tell them apart? What I finally learned is the difference is the one that's from the higher self feels better. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Perfect. That's it. That's the that whole thing. Is, it, it, it is so clear. You do not question it and it it feels good. It does. It feels really, really good. In right. fact. It doesn't feel just like a little bit better. Right. Because those can also, you can get those. Those can be a little bit misleading. You're in a really bad place and something right. feels a little bit better. You say, oh, that must be the great answer. Well, not really. That's still a, right. a, no, a it, out of alignment answer. It really answer. feels exciting. It feels like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Give me more of that one. That one feels good. Yes. That's the way it feels. That's how you know you're on the right track. And that's where the forgiveness, getting back to the original topic, that's where the yes. forgiveness really is intended to get us, right? Yes. Because when we're forgiving ourselves, when we're forgiving others, when we're forgiving the process, when, what, what, I don't remember what that, there was a third step. I don't remember what your, your, your third uh, the item. The third one is forgiving others. Forgiving others. What was the second one? The second one is forgiving life. life forgiving service. life. That's what it was, yes. Yeah. So whether it's forgiving yourself, forgiving others, or forgiving life, any of those, they're all basically designed to do one thing, to get it to the point where you can feel that true yes. message that's coming through. Absolutely. That's the whole point. It clears yes. all of that static out. Oh, boy, good good word to describe it to, static, because that's exactly what it is. It's it's not just the static of a, of, of radio out of 
signal. It's also the static of it's that kind of static too. <laughs> it's both kinds of static. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's funny. That's really good. Well, thank you for sharing the, the, uh, this came from a post that you wrote. Isn't that what it yes, was? Um, yeah. I have a blog. It's called Word Warrior Press. I'll actually yeah. put it, um, uh, in the comment section of the, the live video. Good. And uh, okay. people can go through and check those out. We may use those as topics in other ones. Mm-hmm. I started, uh, my word, uh, my warrior rules a long time ago on Facebook when I would have an insight. And when I say warrior, I mean spiritual warrior, meaning this is, a deep insight that I've had. And I've actually even thought of um, at some point having a book with illustrations that go with it, but I really wanted to start a blog and I give a a challenge at the end for um, bloggers, readers to apply this insight in a way Mm. that they can, you know, use it and apply it in their own lives. Mm, this This is my newest one based on recent events. And honestly, the accumulation of the last three years of this theme continuously coming up. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Well, good stuff. I want to make sure that I let people know, first of all, David Strickle, the stream of David is coming yes. to visit us tomorrow. So yes. if you want to, if, first of all, if you're a live streamer and you want to ask a question, join us in the live stream, ask your question and we will include it in the conversation. If you're just a, just, I say the word just, if you're just a podcast <laughs> listener <laughs> and you want to send a question and hey, we're glad to include your question too, you know, so send an email or, you know, use the yellow mm-hmm. today app to send your question in that way. Um, and we'll be more than happy to bring it up with uh, with the stream. Talking to the stream is like talking to Abraham. It's like being in the hot seat and talking yes. to Abraham. And, and it's a wonderful experience. Um, so even though we can't put all of our listeners in the hot seat at the same time, we can at least use the question, which is more than you get with Abraham. Abraham, you get just the person who's in the hot seat. 100%. Right? Yeah. So this is like uh, Abraham better. <laughs> yeah, so basically um, now uh, our listeners can go. To the LOA today, um, page, to the uh, app. page or the, or the page, yeah. Uh, just under the video because you pre- you pre put those up now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Reminder. Yep. Put a queue question and put your question in. Yeah. And, and then they're already queued up, so when it go. comes on, you can ask those questions and they can get answers. And on the Wednesday show, we're also going to be following up on the experiment that we started last week. We started doing LOA experiments where people oh, are encouraged to actually try to manifest things, you know, kind of as a team, so to speak. So we're all oh, doing these manifestations that. together. So you want to be a part of that as well. So I guess it's just another reason to keep listening and also you know, keep paying attention to the LOA Today app and using that to, to send in your questions and comments because we want you to be part of the conversation. 100%. But Amy, this has been great. Thank you very much yes. for doing this. I mean, we, we kind of miss Louie today, but it'll be good to have Always, you Always, but yeah. it'll be back. And it'll, it'll be, be back. <laughs> it will be, and we'll have another topic for you. You, you, just, you, just, you have one challenge. Your challenge is to come up with something equally good. Okay. I'm going to be referencing my blog again. <laughs> ah, there we go. Okay. I've got lots of good stuff. <laughs> good thing. I like that. So thank you very much. Thank you especially to the live streamers who are jumping in and, and sharing your comments. And thank you particularly to all of our podcast listeners Without whom, we would not have a podcast. We'll see and you all John, next time. John was the the original. Um, we got a question in the beginning. Oh, we got the question from John. That's yes. right. Yeah. Thank so you, John. <laughs> we appreciate that from John, too. So thank you very much. Anyway, we will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. 